Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, how are you? So welcome to episode 106. My name is Vangile Makwakwa. I'm your host for the show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income and live their best lives. And I'm the founder of Wealthy Money. You can find me under Wealthy Money on Facebook. Find me under Vangile Makwakwa on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. And with me is my incredible co-host. Hey, hey, Vangile. Hey to property magicians. I am so excited. I am so excited. Well, I'm always excited about our guests. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dr. Miranda, prop doc mom. I am a property mentor for beginners. Particularly, I just love professionals, Vangile, you know, I really love professionals. They, they, sneak, they sneak up on my DMs and they have got these wonderful questions that they don't want to mm. put in public. And, and, and that's exactly what I'm there for because yes. all the questions that you have yeah. are exactly the questions that everyone else who's a beginner investor has got. So mm. what I do is I take away the anxiety, the fear, the mm. uncertainty about property investing and make it palatable to mm. anyone at any level. So find me on propdocmum.com. That is my landing page. And propdocmum is my Facebook page. And I'm Dr. Miranda underscore propdocmum on Insta. Very excited. I'm also the founder of the Wealthy Ones Property Stockfell, which is doing amazing things this podcast is actually um sponsored by 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 the wealthy wealthy ones property stock firm mm -hmm. and we are on a flipping deal we are the equity providers for a flipping deal and to date we have raised 1.1 million for that flipping deal so in six weeks guys 1.1 million rand which is, is about what uh, 80,000 US dollars? 80, or almost 80,000. Almost yes. 80,000 US dollars. So guys, <laughs> we are so excited. Um, it has a 15% return on investment and our investment terms are four months. We hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. it is really, really exciting. We're excited about this deal. But more than anything, we're excited about the growth of the Wealthy Ones property stock file, the yeah. investors that are in that stock file are clearly serious about investing, right? Yeah. So we are all here doing the things and we want to invite you to please sign up uh, to join us in the stock file. So if you've always wanted to be in property and you feel like, I do, and you're like, I don't want to take on debt, or I'm never around in South Africa for long enough, but I want to invest in property. A stock file is a great way to get started and to join the Wealthy Ones property stock file and invest in property deals and make your return on investment. Um, go to Stockfella. There's an app called Stockfella. Download the Stockfella app, look, and then us to join a group, the Wealthy Ones Property Stockfile, right? If you can't, because you're not, a Stockfile only works for Namibia, 
is it Namibia? No. Swaziland, South Africa, Lesotho, and Namibia. Zim. Well, Zim on Namibia is one of the two. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's uh, Namibia, but Nizo says it's Zimbabwe. So go check out all. If you're not in those countries, you can join us by going to wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell. And Stockfell is typed, is spelled S-T-O-K-V for Victor E-L, right? So Stockfell. And join us on the Stockfell. It doesn't matter what country you're based in, you can participate. We've got people from different parts of the world participating and being part of this, paying money into our bank accounts. It is just such a beautiful experience. It is. What's amazing as well, then, I don't know if you noticed, we've got people with big money, small money, right? Because sometimes you sit there waiting to have this huge capital. You're going to wait until you have a hundred thousand before you start investing in property. Mm. What my principle is, is your small money needs to start participating. Yeah. Your small money needs to start working. It does. You know, it needs to go to the the gym. (laughs) Send out the money. Send out the money and your joining joining fee is a 1,000 rands and every other penny that you put in there is going to participate in whatever deal is on the table. This deal is almost closed. We are recording this on the 13th of January and this deal will possibly be closed by Saturday on the 15th and there will be no monies anymore that go to the flip. And following that, we are on to deal three and we will announce it over here. It's exciting times, right? It's exciting times. And deal three is even more, is is bigger because we are going into collaborations. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Deal number three looks like it's said to be something for the books. (laughs) It looks like it's going to be epic. So guys, definitely do come through uh, to the stock file. Check it out. Uh, we're going to talk more about a deal number two and the end result because Misa and I are like, we wonder what we're going to end up with in the bank and end up investing with the investor, right? Because it's just so beautiful to observe, observe. Um, the fundraising process. So yeah, without further ado, let's talk about our guest. We've got an incredible guest for you, Ngateko. And she does an Airbnb strategy. So, you know, I've been super excited about this. <laughs> really, really awesome. Misa and I are super excited for many reasons. You guys will know why the strategy excites us in a few yeah. months. We're yeah. busy working on something and brewing in the background. Yes. cool stuff in the background, but... Before we can announce, we will just say this episode had us super excited. Yeah. So Gateko <laughs> is Gateko started with a rent, with a buy to rent strategy. And when she got to property number two, which is mostly what happens to beginner investors, she hit a wall. Mm. And she added another strategy on top of that, and she added the Airbnb, and this is why she is an exciting guest to come and listen to how you pivot between strategies when something doesn't work or when you learn more about property investing. Mm. So take a listen, guys. This is a very, this is 
one of my best episodes for 2022. Oh, it is. Hi, Nkateko. Welcome to the show. Thank you for saying yes to coming on the show. Hello, ladies. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to be joining you on your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes, Nkateko. So, mm, then so let's start. Nkateko, tell us about yourself. Who are you as a soul? How do you define yourself? And then tell us what you do. Nkateko uh, is a girl from Mamelodi. I was born really? and bred there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Mamelodi. <laughs> I'm the Eni. What do you know about Mami Lodi that I don't know? Mami Lodi, Elena, I'm so interested. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school, I went to university in Pretoria, so I just know township and they are, you know, and they are nuances and, and things. Mm. Yeah, people from Mami Lodi do this, some people from Atridgeville do this, but it's it's not always real that I went to school. Yeah, no. Um, the, I, I also hear a lot of stories. I get the, that reaction a lot when I tell people I'm from Mamelo. Like, you can't be from Mamelo. I, I, I know. You are just not stuck <laughs> like Mamelo. <laughs> There's a particular wow. name of Mamelo. <laughs> I'll take that Sorry. as a compliment. <laughs> my dad went to school in Mamelodi, so I'm really, really fascinated as to what Mamelodi people are like. Yeah, no, Miranda must tell us what Mamelodi is all about because clearly she knows things that I don't know. <laughs> oh, I also know that it holds my favorite place where we used to go for a jazz festival. What is that? Mm-hmm. Stadium Mm. So you were the ones in Isvalelintela. We couldn't get home because the oh, roads yeah. were packed. It, it, was, it was us. It was us. That's where I learned all the yes, days. Yeah. I know I'm going off track. Right, I remember this one year. Like, <laughs> this <laughs> one. Probably the rumors are half your problem. are half because of you. <laughs> Something like that. Um, ah, Lodi. No. Umutepe anyway. had his foundation party lap. Yeah. I oh. sat two hours in the street because I couldn't move. There was just traffic everywhere. Everywhere. Mm. I believe it. Yeah. We, we were packed in at Moritele Park one day and we left at 4 a.m. And I had mm. to be at the hospital in the morning as a housemaid. Right. What time were you supposed to be at the hospital? Yeah, well, you left we at 4 a.m. No, we were Which hospital? At... Was it still in Pretoria? No, I worked, no, I worked in Joburg. I worked at Helen Joseph. So we were at the Jazz Festival until about 12 midnight, 1 a.m. And we got into the car and we were in the queue to get out of Mamelodi out. for three hours. And I'm, I'm supposed to be at work at 7.30. So anyway, tell us about yourself. <laughs> Yes, um, I'm from Mamelodi. I'm the mm-hmm. eldest of two kids in the family. I am a marketing graduate. I'm currently in my final year of a BCom law degree. 
Okay. I'm employed as an SME banker for one of the banks, one of the four major banks, and I'm a okay. property investor and specializing in buy to let and Airbnb. Oh my goodness. I like that. Um, Vangile is going off track or. Okay. Pardon, what, what are you saying? You were going off track. We couldn't hear you. Oh, I'm not sure what that was about. Okay. <laughs> I was actually not speaking and not saying anything. Oh, okay. So, Katego, how do you even get started in property when you are a marketing graduate, you're working for the bank? Did you know that... When you bought your first property, did you know that you are buying an investment or were you buying a roof over your head? Um, no, I didn't know I was buying an investment. Uh, mm -hmm. So how I bought my first property, it's actually quite funny. My mother, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's the one who influenced me to buy the property. We were doing our shopping one day and uh, an estate agent company had a uh, show house at the mall. So okay. as we were walking past, she says to me, in Tangaza, because ten I'm a townhouse. You should also buy a townhouse. <laughs> uh, I don't like your Those were That is so on brand for mothers. I just want to say on brand. <laughs> I like that. In Tangaza, because ten I'm a townhouse. Yes, and like where were you at the time you were living in her house. I was still living, I still live in her house even now. <laughs> she hasn't kicked me out. <laughs> that is interesting. That is very yes. interesting. So and those then, are exact. She was like in Tangazakos Tangama townhouse. Now you should buy one. And I didn't even question which why or in. I just went over to their table. I asked a few questions. I put my name down for one of the estate agents to give me a call. Two days later, she called me. We scheduled uh, viewing appointments. I think I viewed about three or five properties. Yeah. And I made my decision after the last property that I viewed. And the, the, the reason I decided to buy that specific property is because the agent told me, Uwuti, um, the seller is willing to give me a 20,000 discount. The property was priced 550 and um, the seller is willing to go down with 20,000. And I thought that was a bargain, you know. <laughs> I didn't know better. <laughs> I know. And did, was there anything like, oh, you don't have to pay transfer costs or any of that? No, no, no. It was an existing property. So oh, it, it was, was an existing Yeah, it was an existing property. Mm. I signed the oh. paperwork. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask, where was it located? Was it close to where you were living? And what year was this? Because, wow, and how many bedrooms? Sorry, I've got so many questions because you said 500,000. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, that was sorry. like in 2008. Yeah, and so hold on, ladies. Sorry a little bit. Then the, your sound is banging through the walls. I'm not sure if your mic is connected or not. Okay, so go ahead and cut the go. Sorry. So um, it was a two-bedroom townhouse in Moitloff Ridge Estate mm. in Pretoria. Mm. It's not very far from Mamelodi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so I 
completed the paperwork. I went and I applied to the bank. I got 100% financing. And so, yeah. And during the conversation with the agent, she also said, you know, you don't have to live in this property if you don't have to or you don't want to. So I said, what do you mean by that? She said, um, you can put someone in as a tenant, they pay rent and that money will pay for your bond. Like, okay, cool. I'll do that. So after <laughs> registration. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah. after registration, I advertised the property. I told a few friends that I have this property and I, if someone is looking for a place to stay, they can give me a call. Uh, a friend of mine, he worked at the Woodlands Mall Okay. He, he knew someone who needed a property and he phoned me like, hey, dude, I got you a tenant. I went to CNA and bought a uh, lease agreement. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute, though. Yeah. <laughs> I went to CNA, I bought a lease agreement. We signed the lease agreement with my tenant. And first month, the rent came in. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I think I want to do this forever. You know, I want to own properties. Oh. But I didn't, I, I waited a few years because my second property was only brought in 2016. Okay. So I just gave myself time to just manage that one and go through my career, get those promotions because I didn't know any other way of buying property except yes, going through the bank, getting bond finance for that 20, 30 year bond. Mm. And, you know, there's always a challenge when you try and apply for financing every year. And that's mm. what happened to me after I bought the second property where I started experiencing challenges with affordability. Okay. It became a frustration and also uh, an opportunity to learn. Because then I realized that I need to learn how to do this. I can't be waiting for 20 years to pay off one bond to be able to take out another one. Absolutely. Yes. But so, go ahead, Ben. So, how did you? uh, So, you said, did you use those that time when you were busy? getting promoted to learn and what learning processes did you go through? Like, where did you go to get your information and learn? I didn't learn so much, but I was still viewing properties from time to time, going out with Mm -hmm. a state agent to view the houses. I remember one time another agent told me, when are you not serious about buying a house? You you can't be viewed because I think that was the that time in three years where I viewed properties with him and he said are you not serious about buying property anymore because you cannot just be viewing and not making offers what does he mean <laughs> you I can need to view a hundred properties if you like you need to know there are hundred for sales you know they just you know they have this thing if you go and view a property I'll come back to you two days later you get a call Uti, I've got another offer you know, there's someone else interested in this place. So can you sign the offer and then we can present it to the seller? Those kind of stories. So in the past, that, that used to intimidate me thinking, mm, I'm going to lose out on this deal. But yeah. when they start saying that, and there's a few people interested, I'm like, okay, you can take the best offer out of those few people. I'm still shopping around. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Same. You don't That's allow yourself to be, we, we to be bullied. Yes. Yeah. 
And I think there's a thin line between bully, uh, bully tactics and marketing. Some people think that's what selling and marketing is. But yes. really what that is, is basically you're saying to a buyer, don't you can't go see a hundred properties without making an offer. Making a decision. Yes. But this is not like buying a dress. I mean, even as exactly. women, when we're going to buy a dress, we spend we shop. can spend weeks and go try on and the thing. Sometimes and, months. You know? And even months. after you find that dress that you say, I'm going to buy this. When you get yeah. home, you try it on, like, ah, was this the best decision? And that's why it's so mm-hmm. easy take for women to take back clothes. <laughs> Exactly. And yet, you know, the crazy thing, as we're talking about this, it always amazes me how people are expected to buy a house quicker than they buy a cell phone or a dress. Exactly. You know, and yet it is such a bigger expense. It's not something that you can wake up and say, I I don't want this anymore. Yeah. The paperwork that you sign for that house to be registered in your name and the money that you spend and the time. You know, yeah. it takes so much of you to go and buy mm. a property than it does to say, oh, I'm going out with my girls. I don't have anything to wear. I mean, you can yeah. literally go to a shop and buy a dress that you need to wear this evening. That's yeah. how simple it is to buy a dress. But with property, there are a lot of factors that you need to look at. Um, transport, you know, you need to look yeah. if if you've got kids, uh, are there schools around for your children? Yeah. The yeah. safety you know, there's a whole lot of things where you work, um, commuting to work. Is it going to be an issue? Are you going to be spending two hours on the road to work or in two hours coming home? So already your productivity gets affected because you can't be spending two hours on the road. Mm. Yeah, you can't. Mm. It's a waste of time. I'm interested now. So when you were buying the second property, what you, you knew now that you want to do a buy to rent? Was that, yes. was that your plan? Yes, that was my plan as well. Okay. But this time I bought in the township. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so this was this one, the second, second property. property. Yeah. Second I bought property. it. Yeah. I bought it in Mamilodi. In, oh, okay. Yes. So I decided to invest in my hometown. Why did you do that though? Had you had you read some report about Mamilodi or was it just because the opportunity came? Was the it- opportunity presented itself. And when I compared, oh, okay. and also, you know, with um, complexes, townhouses, that's yeah. another thing that they don't tell you upfront when you buy a yeah. property, that there's levies, there's homeowners <laughs> association, there's body corporates, and you just get these letters afterwards like, hey, look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I think I'm getting triggered every time you say body corporate. <laughs> everything, everything in my body wants to just go on a screaming fit. Oh, I dealt with I two. Know. Like, okay, I'm about to cut one body corporate out my life, but you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, so guys, those kind of things. That. But that's another thing, you know. Uh, I think another mistake, the biggest mistake that we make as property investors is that we buy in these complexes in estates and we don't get involved in the, the whole operation. Yes. Mm. So that's why I remember the one time another friend of mine, he lives at Moitlof Estate. And mm. you know, these rules, Yoguti, um, there the mustn't be noise from 10 or whatever time. And yet there are dogs that bark the whole day. (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't get me started with Halloween. <laughs> I said to him, I don't understand how these people make up these rules. How can you say, Umti, um, <laughs> we no, must keep quiet, Martin, and then Gapalizinja? They back the whole day and irritate the hell out of us. Putting in me, well, you are the landlords and you never attend Amba AGM. Who do you That's think true. is making those decisions on your behalf? And I was flawed thinking, geez, this guy is right. Yeah. I'm the property owner. I put mm. a tenant in there. The tenant can't go and complain to say one, two, three mm. is not working because then, you know, we just, we're happy receiving money. He's paying rent on time and my bond and the levies and the homeowners association will be paid. But there are a lot of factors that we forget to take into consideration when investing in estates and complexes. Okay. So anyway, so you you buy the second property and the second property, um, it presented itself um, and it's in the township. Has the experience been different from homeowners? Because now you were... You were not. <laughs> Please, can I just interject? It's firstly, it's in the township, so there's no home. There's no homeowners association. Freedom, I'm the body, com- I'm the body corporate. I'm the homeowner. I'm everything all in one. <laughs> I won't be getting a phone call. Moleve would to say, um, there's a lot of movement happening in your townhouse because there wasn't. The unit that I bought is the top unit. Oh. <laughs> and then there was this elderly man at the bottom. He used to complain about everything. The one time he said, it was at night. I remember getting a call to say, um, there's a party in your apartment. Can you please phone your tenants and tell them to stop? Because the owner, the resident in the bottom apartment says he can't sleep. So I phoned those guys. They're like, there is no way. Is this man saying now we can't move around the house? Because mm. you know, he thinks that we are making a noise. And then when I thought about it, I, I, I realized that, you know what, um, it could be that the people are just moving around and you know, he wants complete silence. Maybe his dogs and cats are sleeping. <laughs> no one else is making a noise. <laughs> no, but top units, top units are like that. You can actually feel when when the upstairs people are moving tables and and, mm, and when spoons but and what everything else, else can, drop what else yeah. can you do what else can you do so, so tell us about the second property I, Ruby, guys <laughs> <laughs> so the second property is in the township and i've never had problems with that one mm. um mm. it's close to i don't know if you know then lane shopping center i do Yes, so so it's close to Denline Shopping Center. It's close to transport, easy Mm -hmm. access. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a single family occupied. It's a single um, family, three, yeah, three bedrooms. mm. Three bedroom, two baths, yeah, single family house. Oh, Oh, that's nice. Three bed, two baths. That's not bad. Mm. Do you find that do you find that the return or or the yield on that on the township property better than the investment in the townhouse in the sub in the bed? Yes. Yeah. Is it? it is. Yes. Even even the appreciation in Mamelodi is more than I the one. Yes. Oh, wow. I yes. Even no, the I appreciation. Mm. Yes. 
Yes. I Mami, didn't know about this. Mami Lodi in the SAPOA report, and this is why uh, even TAF extended their loans to Mami Lodi and Atridgeville in 2020. Because mm. Mami Lodi is a hot, hot mm. case. Yeah, in terms of real estate. I love that. So tell us the, the problems of trying to get into the third property and what did you do then um, to, to, to remedy that? What, what, what were the problems when you tried to get property number three? Well, uh, it wasn't trying to get property number three, but with property number two. So what happened oh, was when I tried to get property number two, there was some pushback from the bank with affordability to a point where I had to sit and do my own arbitration. I literally drafted my own application to say, this is why I believe this application should be approved. It had merit. Mm. Eventually it got approved. And then that's when I realized that, you know what, this thing of having so many properties in my name is really yeah. going to cause a problem because now mm -hmm. it's only a second property and I'm already being told that um, I'm having an affordability issue. That was the only thing that they were declining on, affordability. Then okay. that's when I, I realized that um, there must be another way. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, you're hearing about people saying, I own five properties. And you're asking yourself, how do you get to own five properties with mm -hmm. just one pay slip? Mm -hmm. in your, you know, but sometimes you couldn't really, well, back then, people were not as generous about information as mm. they are now. So you couldn't mm. just go up to anyone who randomly says that they own property to ask how they did it. So in 2018, I was researching. I was on the internet. I don't know what I was looking for. And I stumbled upon a webinar for property investment seminar. Mm. I, I registered for that seminar just out of curiosity, because I mean, mm -hmm. I had it at the back of my head that I, I want to invest in property and I need to find ways of doing that, you know, mm. while I still have these properties. I went on the webinar event. Yes, I went on the event and the host there started talking about, you know, Investing in property without using any of your money, you know, investing in property without using your name. And those are the kind of things that fascinated me. Like, how do you do that? Even do that. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it even possible? You know, what do you mean you can invest in property without using your money? You can invest in property without using your name. So I booked mm. the master class mm. after the, the, the event. I booked the master class. I went on to the two-day masterclass program where everything was unpacked. You, know, mm -hmm. you learned about different structures of investing. So I knew that you can buy properties in a company name, in a trust. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you can... <laughs> Um, you can buy properties in a company name, you can buy in a trust, you can do joint ventures. You know, a whole lot of things started becoming clear. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that, you know, I, if I'm going to grow in this space, I need to get myself a mentor and a coach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
And that's exactly what I did. So in 2019, I started my mentorship program. Mm -hmm. I worked with a mentor coach and we did. So I still had, well, I still have these properties in my name now, but I wasn't going to sit around and wait. I had to get my structures in order. I had to get a trust registered which was registered. I just need to sort out the bank account now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I also needed to continue investing. No, I mm. didn't want to sit and wait. And that's when yeah. I learned about the rent-to-rent strategy where you're renting properties mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the landlord and mm-hmm. you can use that property to sublet. So I rented a property from a landlord and I'm using it. I'm subletting it as an Airbnb. Oh, wow. Yes, that's how I got into Airbnb. Okay. Mm. So we want to unpack that. (laughs) We we love Airbnb strategy mainly because Mm. I live my entire life in Airbnbs. Last week I shared shared with everyone that since I've been in South Africa since April up until now, I am at, I've just been living at Airbnbs. I actually negotiated a three month rental here in the Cape, mm-hmm. so where I'm recording now. So I've got this Airbnb until the end of February, but obviously nice. they have to take it off Airbnb, so Airbnb, you pay yes. everything upfront, etc. But they get a consistent tenant all the way throughout this busy season. And, um, I get a consistent place to stay for to stay, uh, yes. for like the peak tourism season of the Cape. I don't have to worry about moving around. So, but yeah. what and, and, yeah, and what also ben- there's a challenge with uh, accommodation in Cape Town. So you know, a lot of people are always struggling to find decent accommodation when they're at that site. Yeah. I actually have a unit there. Where in the Cape? In, yes. Ah, yes. And I think I'm in gardens, right? So this whole area, gardens, Seapoint, Greenpoint, Clifton, Camps Bayside is always a place where everyone wants to be. So Mm -hmm. it's always, so that's also why I was like, I am not going to find anything. Because already I was saying to Mizo that in October, things were already fully booked, like already for uh, December, I was struggling um, to find anything. Mm-hmm. The one in Cape Town, we listed that property before we even took occupation. And we got our first booking before we listed it, you know, before we set up and got the furniture, the photographer, wow. and everything. Oh my goodness. I want to hear about that. I want to okay, we that. need to back all the way. We need to back, I know. back all the way back. <laughs> Sorry, Gateko. Like, yeah. we love to unpack things on this podcast, but guys, you know how overly excited we get sometimes. So, yeah. Gateko, break a uh, backtrack. So, you learn about the rent to rent strategy. What is your first, where do you go first? Tell us, walk us through that, the challenges, what were your thoughts, what were your fears when it came to that? And where did you even find that first rent-to-rent? How dare you? Yeah. You know, what oh, I know is that <laughs> landlords, landlords will say no to subletting my, t- yeah. my, my yeah, that's what people think. That's what people think. So yeah. tell us you know how- the statement, Yoguti, once you have your why, the how will follow. Mm. I know it. 
very true. Yes. Mm. I'm dead. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Uh, this is, I, I just think, you know, like the universe will conspire to get you where you need to be at the right time with the right people Amen. at the right place. Yeah. So Amen. I think my journey thus far is me finally making a decision that this is what I want to do. Yeah. And the universe saying, okay, child, I will take you from this step to the next one. Yeah. So when, after I've learned about Airbnb and the rent to rent strategy, I started doing my research on properties. I looked around in Menlo Park, Pretoria East. Pretoria uh, I'm, East. A Pretoria, yeah. I'm a Pretoria girl. I, I, no, I'm trying good. to move to Joburg, but I'm still old Pretoria East. That's where I, I love investing in. Right. So I started searching uh, for properties uh, between Harsfon Dane, Papatra, yeah. Menlo Park, and Menlo. Mm. And I specifically looked for properties that were listed by their owners and not mm. agents. I see. Yes. I see. And yeah, so I felt it would be easier to speak directly with the owner. I and know. Because some, sometimes estate agents tend to be gatekeepers and, you know, they don't even make an effort to go and negotiate on your behalf although you find those who are understanding and they'll go the extra mile to help you yeah yeah so so i send an inquiry on private property to the landlord to say Mm -hmm. um i'd like to view your place he phoned me and we set up an appointment. He asked me on the phone, when do you want to move in? And I said, can I just see the place first? And then we can discuss. But I didn't want to tell him on the phone that this is my plan. Okay. I went over there. Um, the property was fully finished. Okay. Yes. But I was looking for either one. You know, I was either finished or unfinished. I didn't have a problem. I, did. I just needed a property to start what I wanted to do. So when we sat down and talked, I told them, um, this is what I do. I'm an investor. I'm not looking for a place to live in. I'm looking for a property that I can use as an Airbnb. And to my luck, he knew what Airbnb was. Oh, nice. Yes. So I I didn't have to convince him, you know, I didn't have to write the speech and give him the pros and cons. He already knew what Airbnb was. He asked me, did you do your research? Did you check um, how much you can make in this area? You know, he asked me the relevant questions. He got interested. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, and thereafter he said to me, okay, um, take a look around in the house and see be a guest you know you uh, put your guest cap on and see this is the what, landlord this is the landlord what is like it? <laughs> nice hey amazing, amazing. Yes. it's like what would you like to change as a guest what yes he says like as a guest find? just look yeah what yeah. what could work i see critic the place tell me this is how the guests are going to look at it <gasps> Wow. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, so you, we you did, were supported, hey? You were uh, supported you know, <laughs> seriously. That, that is divine supported. support. Mm. Yeah. 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 So um we I didn't spend a lot of money on touch-ups, so just added linen. Linen is the biggest expense 
okay. and my Airbnb because of the turnover, you know, I created the profile, I called in a photographer, took in pictures. I listed the unit on the 13th of February at, yeah. I think it was 25 past nine at night. Yeah. The next morning at 10 o'clock, I had a booking. No way. There's a story that Ben doesn't say. She has always done subletting. When 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 I first saw her in 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 in, in Thailand, we went to a retreat mm-hmm. that she was hosting. She, I don't remember whether she had listed it, but the strangeness of it was that she left us in her unit, went mm-hmm. downstairs to give over the keys of a motorbike that she had she had let out mm-hmm. and whatever, and she came back with two with a Spanish couple to the room, and she's like, "Tidy up, girls! I've got tenants." As if, <laughs> they were like they oh, were I was like guys this place has to be occupied by 6pm um, what was happening what Misa, what Misa forgets to mention is that we had a retreat we were going to the retreat I was hosting a retreat and we we're going mm-hmm. to centre that day and so you were I, leaving your place I was leaving yes. my place, but the oh, retreat okay. was only for seven days. And the day yeah. before, I was like, should I go to Bali? Shouldn't I? And I was like, I think I want to move to Bali. No, I'm not sure. And I was like, okay, if I find tenants. So I was like, in 24 hours, if I find tenants, I think I'm just going to pack up and move to Bali. Right? So then I was like, so then I found tenants. So then I came back in the morning when they were still, when they were still waking up. I was like, I found tenants. Oh, it's the plan ahead. I'm moving to Bali. We need to pack up this apartment and go. So like, when wow. six, because I do this often and I sublet apartments and all that. So I was like, Within six hours, they were like, oh, my gosh, the apartment is spotless. There is no presence of you. You're gone. I'm mm. like, yeah, because I'm going to be in Bali. And then my whole thing was the tenants wanted three months. I was like, oh, I've always wanted to go check out Malaysia. So we'll, I'll go to Bali and then I'll stop over in Malaysia and see where. That's exactly. You know, oh, that's exactly. Like, I don't have three months. So, cause I don't have a place to live for three months and they needed three months. So <laughs> I so, want to be so, like you when I grow up, live out of a place. <laughs> so that, like that day, Lisa, Lisa never forgets that. She's always like, oh my gosh, what the hell? <laughs> How do you pack your whole life in one suitcase in one? <laughs> I won't say even in a day because it was a few hours. We went mm. out for massages. When we came back, when you came all back, the like suitcases were at the door. That was done. We didn't have a place. We needed to be at the retreat house. That was it. I was like, okay, change of plan. Guys, like, <laughs> I mean, someone was coming. They were offering me money and they were giving me a solution to my life's issues. And that, anyway, my life's issues are definitely about am I moving to Bali or not or whatever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, they were helping solve a big problem for me. So it needed to be capitalized on instantly. And they, so, also, and they literally just rocked up. They were just there and lost apparently. They were like, we've been just going everywhere. And they were sitting outside the apartment building. They were like, shame. we 
just arrived. We don't have a place to live, but we're willing to pay anyone for a place to live. I was like, okay. And I have this habit of speaking to just about anyone. So when I got downstairs, oh, okay. I see yeah. people sitting downstairs. I was them. like, hey, mm. how are, are you? guys so, okay? Are you guys okay? Because I could see they were looking very demotivated. They were like, you wouldn't happen to know of an apartment that's available that to we can for vote. three months, right? I was yeah. like, as a like, fact, I do. <laughs> I do. Upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And the apartment was at a gorgeous gorgeous place you know you come around the corner there is street food you go around the corner there's a spa you mm. you want a starbucks it's around the corner or everything is just there. it was just there you want a pharmacy it's literally yeah. just across from the road and the best restaurants around so i believe you so the 14th of february it's valentine's day you wake up you've got a booking I wake up, I have a booking. Oh, what I'm time. interested in you telling us is now you've got 14 days to month end. Did you make any money or did you I just make money. enough for rent? Yeah, I, ma- I, I made enough for rent. Um, the landlord, he said he will cover the electricity for that month. So I had free electricity. So I made enough for rent and the Wi-Fi. Because, you know, Wi-Fi is the biggest uh, thing that guests always ask for when they check in. That's the first thing they ask for. And the Wi-Fi wasn't connected yet on that Sunday. Because my thinking was, I'm going to list, you know, let it be out there so people can learn about it. I didn't expect to get a booking the next day. Oh, my God. (laughs) What had you done right, though, Gadeko? What what did you do that was so right? What did you think mm. was there? was the selling thing about that particular apartment. Good you know, with every mind. video that I've watched about Airbnb, they're always talking about the pictures, the quality of your mm. pictures. The pictures are the ones that sell the property before guests even go onto the description or amenities. So the location and the pictures, those are the mm. two things that people are always looking for. The property mm. is in Menlo Park, um, just two kilometers away from Menlin. So mm. Lane Mall is a, a big selling point. Yeah, Pretoria okay. is yeah, yes. But the pictures, um, like they always say, you, you know, don't compromise. Get a professional photographer to take mm-hmm. right pictures for you. Mm. Okay. That is wow. And I why was the landlord any... renting it out? Why was he? Why so was he... the the landlord he he bought that property for his daughter. Yeah, so the decision was if the daughter goes to varsity, she can have her own place to stay. He was hoping the child will go to UP, but she decided, yeah, to go to the one in Cape Town. UCT. UCT, yes. So he said, well, no one is going to use this place. I might as well rent it out. Okay. And it was furnished when you got it? It was furnished when I got it. Did you keep the so furniture? I, yes. He, oh, wow. You know, like I said, I, I, I offered that he takes his furniture and then I'll bring mine. Like, what must I do with it? Because this <laughs> furniture was bought for the apartment. <laughs> oh, wow. I yeah. love this. I love so, this so have much. you repeated and stayed with the strategy? Because... 
what we we what that what we loved was 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 the surname that you had on your Zoom that said Airbnb hostpreneur. Um, what what you you just loved doing it or you loved the money? I, what made you stay? I loved doing it. I loved the lessons that I'm learning from it. You know, every guest with every guest, I don't even interact with them personally because I've automated the system. Okay. But us chatting on the Airbnb messaging or, or over the phone, you get to appreciate even the reviews when I read them. I see that, you know, I, the little, the things that I see as little efforts, the people mm-hmm. who check in there appreciate them. Okay. Yeah. Do you mind so, sharing some of those little efforts with people on here? I mean, I also have ideas of little efforts that I've appreciated. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, you, know, you know what um, irritates me about Ben, actually? <laughs> she, should be, she should be an Airbnb millionaire. <laughs> Manja, why are you not? We should be learning from you. It's you fine. Travel the world. It's we fine. Have we have a strategy now. Like we, we, I don't want to have that discussion with you here. When I'm got there, I'm yeah, I'm very angry with her right now. I'm not talking. <laughs> no, and I've been uh, offered many times in different parts of the world. But then I know my thing is that I always feel like oh. I guess like my thing has always been the management part, right? Yeah. The one place that I'm very comfortable getting great management is Cape Town, you know, okay. because I already have a property here. It gets managed very well. So I don't mind that. And even the guy who manages this Airbnb, I spoke to him and I said, I'm interested in doing Airbnb actually last year already. And he said, well, I usually don't manage for people, but talk to me. I would be interested in managing your Airbnb. So like there's so many people here that I know that are good at what they do. So my thing is that I don't want to get bad reviews because I haven't found great Airbnb managers. So when I was doing short-term rentals in different countries, I would go back, be in the country. And then when I would leave, I would be renting out the space, but I would be leaving it in a particular condition with certain things in place, like incense, candles, mm. all sorts of things that I know that the, that the target market in this place appreciates these little knickknacks when they come to visit so now if i'm not there who does that is there a management company that will do that you teach that that management company to do that for you okay yeah you you know you just have to teach them i mean the one in cape town uh Mm -hmm. i was there when we set up in october and i haven't been there since but we've got a cleaning company that we know um we had to get a professional cleaning company to make sure that everything runs smoothly. Mm. So I'm managing it from this side, but my cleaning company is like my second in charge. If oh, something wow. is, yeah, yes. Uh, recently we had to fix door handles. I don't know what happened to those handles. So uh, the husband of this company owner, she's in construction. I just gave her a call that this is what the guest said and everything was set up. They sent an invoice, we paid and that's it. So I needed to have, like you say, you need a management company that you can rely on, someone that you mm. know, even when you're sleeping, things will still run smoothly. 
So it's happening for years. So it's happening for us that this cleaning company, they are doing the work on our behalf. Because I mean, it's provinces apart. You know, Mm. I can't get onto the next flight quickly to go and sort out issues. (sighs) But even the cleaning lady on the side, she's very checked up. You know, she knows. Yeah. I Like I say, I haven't received complaints about cleanliness. She makes sure that everything is spotless. And Mm. what I like the most about her is that she used to come clean my house every second week. But now with the Airbnbs, she's there three, four, depending on bookings, she could be there five times in a month, five, six, seven times in a month. Wow. I'm impressed because, okay, Sri Lanka is always a given because Sri Lanka is a little like home for me. So <laughs> yeah, I get it. I could do Airbnb there, but like what you're saying here, it makes a lot of sense. And there's cleaning companies all over the world. You can go yes. ask for a specific cleaning person to be allocated to your Airbnb. To you, yes. I hadn't thought and- of that. <laughs> yeah. So you can start looking for quotations yeah and start making that money yes yes oh my gosh this is so exciting so what else so you say you're very specific in what uh it's the little things that you go above and beyond with what are the little things some little things not necessarily going above and beyond with so what i've realized is that people are looking for places where they will feel at home, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you want to be comfortable in that space. You want to have your cooking utensils. You want to have your cooks go out to open your wine. You want to have candles, you know, little things, flowers. So when we set up, um, my sister is an interior designer. I'm in a um, clueless in that department. So after we signed the lease and everything, I was like, come help me with this um, place you know come and see what we can add to make it more um what more attractive more appealing Mm. to guests and we added flowers we added pictures on the walls we added like you say um candles we have um diffusers you know those little things that's <gasps> what the guests, yes that's what guests appreciate and when they write reviews you you hear some saying oh you know the extra touches the decor everything and like oh so this thing really works mm. Mm. like um I sometimes go, like what Mizo is talking about, is that what I sometimes, what I do when I get into new Airbnbs, if I love an Airbnb space, I've done tons of videos on my profile, you Mm. know? And actually some of my favorite, like there are certain Airbnb spaces that I never forget, you know? Like there's one that I stayed in, um, I don't want to say in Laos, so in Vientiane, and one of the things like, and they had gowns and morning slippers and everything. It just made me feel like, so at home, because as a traveler, you don't, you don't put in morning gowns, you know? Yes. And there was one in you Hoi You just gave me an idea. Maybe I should add morning gowns. So when <laughs> oh, 
I'm money making slippers, a note. <laughs> you know? And what they did was, you know, the disposable, the cheap money yes, slippers. The, so the, those ones. Yeah. Then like they chuck, then you chuck them out. But it felt so nice because every time I'm there, I'm like putting in, I know that these are mine. I can leave with mm. them if I want. And then there's, uh, but the gowns were just such good quality. So, you know, you can't leave with them. But then uh, also, and then there was this place in Hoi An where they, in Vietnam, where they, where the couple, I stayed there for about two weeks and the way they had furnished the place, they had thought of every single little thing, you know, they had thought of like extra throws. If you want to be in the living room, they had thought they had like these cute cute because they had a balcony so they had these cute little teacups where mm-hmm. you could go where it's not your usual tea but where you could host friends and look uh. the entire city and so they had like little things that you could do for hosting people and inviting people over just very cute and it's like little knickknacks they put that they put okay, around yeah. that were just so they don't have a real reason to be there, except they are so cute and they add aesthetics and they look great on Instagram when you post them. So you take Instagram pictures and they become part of your content. So What's your Instagram name? I must follow you to get more inspiration. <laughs> it's Vangile Makwakwa. Don't worry. I do a lot. I'll show. I'll be like, guys, look at what's going on with this Airbnb. Look at what they've got. I go really, really... Ham, because some Airbnbs are furnished so beautifully, you know, and mm. it's just so, so nice to live there. I mean, I've had an Airbnb where I lived for eight months. So I was just like, I negotiated a monthly rental <laughs> in Sri Lanka. I was like, and I'm not leaving. Now I'm here because it's so gorgeous. You know, like, why would I <laughs> And want you're to comfortable. Leave? You feel at home. <laughs> yeah, so that's it's, true. It's really, really cool. So, yeah. I think this makes a big difference because think about these places. I've never forgotten them. And I've saved them on my Airbnb list to say, okay. On your wish list. Yeah. Yeah. If ever I go back to these countries, these are the places that I'm always going to stay at. And, you know, um, also being available to your guests when they need you. That's also a very crucial point. um, Things happen in houses. You know, Wi-Fi gets disconnected from time to time. The one time uh, the kettle wasn't working and I was nowhere near the apartment. But because of the relationship that I've built with the security guard, I phoned him and said, I have a problem. Can you help me with your kettle for one night? Tomorrow morning, I'll bring a new kettle. So those things, the guests appreciate that, that you're trying. You know, you might not have a solution there, but making an effort to assist them that's what they appreciate i love that i keep hearing this thing about security guys 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 i am just and and all of you who who, who, who run a a bnb you you all speak about the security guy who would have Mm. thought your co-host could be your security guy and I'm they just are our eyes and ears you know yeah yeah i mean an, another yeah. time one of the remote the remote for the gate wasn't working and right. so what the guests that they wanted to go out they just handed the remote to the security guard for him to open for them 
And he phoned me to say um, the remote is not working, but the guest didn't phone me directly. So he yeah. picked up the phone and said, um, this is the situation. The guest just gave me a, a remote. It's not working. So we tried to figure out why is it not working? I mm-hmm. asked them, can you check? We didn't know, right? So I asked them, your remote, please check if it's battery operated. He checked, mm-hmm. found that it's battery operated. And then I said, maybe the batteries on that remote are flat. He went and bought new batteries, put them in the remote, gave it back to the guest. I love it. Oh, wow. This is I amazing. This really is incredible. Do. I really, really do. And tell me, the one that you have done then in Cape Town, is it another rent to rent or did you buy yes. an Airbnb? Oh, you a Cape Town. Wow. Bye. <laughs> so Not now we bought. <laughs> and then guys, they are op- the thing is that in Cape Town, just like everywhere, you just have to give yourself time to look. To look. Mm. Yes, I know. There are I know. Places. Yeah. <laughs> but tell me. No, I will definitely look. So Did it's also like- rent to rent. Okay. Do and you see any the, differences between Pretoria rent to rent and a Cape Town rent to rent? What's the uh, difference? Is it returns? Well, Is it quality of gas? Is it what? I would say with the Cape Town one, the biggest challenge that we had was that the landlord wanted the 12 months rental upfront. So, wow. as opposed to these guys that side, you know, they're happy with the month to month rent. And right. so, but we negotiated with them to say, can we pay you six months upfront? And then we start operating, mm-hmm. then we'll settle afterwards. And, and okay. with this one, we found the property through an agent, right? Okay. And she's the one who advocated. For us so not all agents are bad you do get agents yeah. who will help you <laughs> like so she, yeah she advocated for us so and you know already we've built a relationship with her when i'm looking for the next one i'll call her up and say i'm ready to venture into the, the second same. the third or yes the same exactly exactly, exactly. so hey. um this is such an interesting thing. I didn't know that like uh, they, in South Africa, they were asking for 12 months upfront rent. I know in other countries, this is the first time I've ever heard it here, especially for you a learn. residential property. Those are the kind of things we learn every day. We didn't know as well. I mean, we were moving with the same strategy we're doing in Pretoria to another province in South Africa. We thought uh, we can get away with paying monthly, and like, yeah, we're willing to give us our, give you your pro- our property, but we want the rent upfront. Like, oh, okay. Now we had to go back to the growing board. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and, and why Cape Town though? Why Cape Town? Is it a city that you know? Um, is it a city not- that you love? Oh, it's a city you, that, you that I love. It's a business. Was it was a business decision? It's a city that I love, and it was also a business decision. Mm. Um, you know, because of the foreign travelers that Cape Town attract, mm. that okay. that was one of the reasons. Um, mm. With Pretoria, it's more for business, whereas mm-hmm. 
Cape Town is for tourism and fun, you know, mm. everybody who wants to go and unwind and relax. The first place they think of, I mean, like us now with the lockdown and travel bans, people could still go to Cape Town yeah. and go have fun there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cape Town is very attractive for that. And I think with COVID, actually, this is a good question that I meant to ask. How has your experience been with um, being an Airbnb host in Cape Town during COVID? Has it actually boosted your profits? Because obviously, borders have been closed for us. There's only so many places that people can vacation in the country. Um, in December, we had a few bookings from international guests. And mm-hmm. when the, um, what do they call it again? The new Omicron. variant, Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when the Omicron variant was discovered, we had uh, a lot of cancellations. So mm-hmm. we kind of like had to make peace that we might close with high vacancies. But then the calendar started filling up to what, the second week. Yes. Yeah. So our locals started traveling. So it's like, oh, okay. No, we we not complaining. <laughs> we making the money. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so oh, awesome. wow. That's good to know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Misa, I'm full. I don't know about you. I just want to ask one last money question. Um, 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 Katego. For someone like me, who Airbnb is 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 so foreign. And as a strategy, as a property investor, why would anyone get into Airbnb? Where's the money? I know where's the money in a multi-let, <laughs> right? I, I understand. I understand the multi-let business, and that's why. That's why I don't want to have four more and go and jump around. I, the Airbnb strategy is Bangile's story. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I'm very clear about that. And it's got a personality. Every strategy has a personality. Has a, yes. So when you want to convince someone like me to say, you know, while you can't buy that property of a multi-land, this is why you would do an Airbnb. Why, do, why would anyone use that strategy with their well, high rent strategy? Firstly, um, you make two to three times more with Airbnb than you do with a standard buy-to-let. I hear you. Yes. Remember, mm. with a buy-to-let, you have a fixed rental income. And now with COVID and everything, I mean, I had to keep my rent the same in 2020 and 2021 on my right. buy-to-let. And, yeah. um, you know, and the levies and the homeowners, they just keep on going up. <laughs> Yeah. Whether or not when uh, you're getting rent, you still have those expenses to pay. So, and also um, the wear and tear when you're operating an Airbnb is limited because you you pick that up with every guest check out. You know, I mean, I did an inspection on a six months inspection on my buy to let, and we found doorknobs, um, kitchen counters bend, and you're asking, but do you live alone? How do you get to mess this place up so much? And there was a problem with the shower, which he wasn't saying anything about it until it started leaking into the unit downstairs. Mm -hmm. So when, (gasps) yes, 
you know, when the the owners downstairs started complaining that we have a problem here, it was discovered that the damage comes from the top. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, for me personally, I would say the management of the buy to let has become more costly than with Airbnb. And Airbnb has insurance for hosts. So should, yes, so should your guest um, break or damage the property in whatever way, just as long as you have proof of that, you submit a claim, they pay out. Awesome. I'm so, I'm sold suddenly. You're sold. <laughs> I'm sold. You're she good. She sees the actually, <laughs> she, was, she was already sold, actually, in all honesty. She was already sold. But she's, now she's sold. No, she's I'm sold, totally, sold. now I'm so sold. No, no. I, 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 I mean, I spent enough time with Bangile and, and, and I've seen her move from Airbnbs within, within less than eight hours because <laughs> the sheets were not clean or it wasn't clean. I have seen her at happy Airbnbs. I have been at two Airbnbs, but Maybe. she's lived in. And we keep talking about it and it's, a mm. very, it's very foreign to my body. But I also know that I don't like hotels. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Airbnbs have become my home because they are a little more personal. They are, they a are little yes, more, you know, yeah. yes, you get that space that you need. Yeah, yeah. like you're going home and I mm. go to Woolworth's food and I pack up yeah. the fridge and suddenly I'm settled. I'm yes. good. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 wow. and I can pick my poison. When I want a house, I can find a house. When I want to exactly. you can find yes. yeah, and now so. they, you know you can literally list anything on Airbnb. You can list a boat if you have a boat. You know, people are listing tree houses. So you, you? want that experience, your tree house. I know. <laughs> That's how I got into Airbnb. I got obsessed with the tree house in Costa Rica. <laughs> I was like, I need to go. I need to figure out what the hell is going on on this website so that mm. I can one day live in a tree house. I've lived in a Wendy in a Wendy house. I've had like all sorts of crazy experiences because of Airbnb. That's which the you thing, can't you know, have hmm, in with normal hotels. You know, with normal hotels, you just get the hotel, but with Airbnb, you can choose <laughs> choose the whatever. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so that's why I love it, Nami. Okay. So here's my other last question because, you know, I'm a, I'm a property mentor, so I have to ask this. So <laughs> with Airbnb, uh, with, with, a, with, with a multi-let, I sit there with a spreadsheet and we do a deal analysis. Do you do that in Airbnb as a Yes, as a we do. Investor? Oh, we do. You there's do. an Airbnb um, spreadsheet and... <laughs> Yes, there is an Airbnb deal analysis. Firstly, you have to look at the location. So the first thing that you check eh, is if there are Airbnbs operating in that area. Because like Mm -hmm. any other strategy, um, it won't work in every area. You know, we know that if you want to flip, you have to go and look at a certain place for a flip. If you're looking for multi-lets, yes. So it's the same with Airbnb. You have to find the right location. And when I did my search, I looked for locations with occupancy of 50% and above. And uh, yes, 
And I'm currently wow. standing on my Airbnbs between 70, 80, sometimes 100% occupation. Really? Yes. Wow. I just, I just received the booking now while I was talking to you guys. <laughs> it's a five-day booking. <laughs> so what you, what, when you see a booking, it goes, ka-ching! <laughs> yes. You know, when you get that guys, SMS, that <laughs> If you're listening, wow. and if you're listening to this podcast, you are not seeing. She has got this glee <laughs> on her face, and she's like, "Oh my god, that's so nice! That is so that good." Is, you know, is that for the Cape Town property that you received? No, the one thing? in Pretoria. The one in Pretoria. One in Pretoria. Oh, wow! So nice. you know, when you get that SMS, I mean, I'll get the SMS at eleven o'clock at night. Like, okay, good. That's my good night SMS. <laughs> Why would you not want to receive an SMS telling you that you've made money? You're making money, <laughs> yes. Come on, those are the best types of SMSs. Okay, yes. so and there is the a deal analysis. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a deal analysis. So you also mm-hmm. have to filter in the expenses, you know, electricity, the Wi-Fi, the cleaning, um, the laundry, if you're going to be outsourcing the laundry, the tea and coffee that you provide. So those are the yeah. startup costs that you look at. Sure. And also, um, whether if you're buying the property or you're renting it, furniture. I was fortunate that mm. I got properties with furniture. So the biggest expense of setting up an Airbnb is furniture. Okay. Mm. So right. even in the Cape Town property, you've got a furnished uh, yes, it a came furnished fully, property. Ah. Yes, it came fully furnished. You oh, are that so is lucky. amazing. So That's you amazing. can actually look for fully furnished places. Yes, yes. Mm. Awesome. I don't know about you, Dan. I, I really, and this is exactly because you, you all you want for our listeners is a simplified version, a watered-down version, because sometimes people speak about us and got their go in, and mm. all you hear is ROI this, NOI that, and people yeah. use the strategy. And as you can, I like the fact that you transition to another strategy because, you know, necessity calls for yes. it and where if you want to buy you will be able to buy exactly there is money mm. that is that is being generated in the airbnb i'm full i'm good wow yeah. so i'll be seeing your listing very soon you sold okay. you must share your listings with me then. <laughs> we will Shane. we will <laughs> we will let's go on to the next segment then i'm good <laughs> oh, this was so beautiful. It was. It is. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Hey guys, so welcome to Magical Feedback. Just a quick thing before I let Mizo start off, just to remind you guys that we are sad. we are sponsored by the Wealthy Ones Property Stockfile, and we want to encourage you to be part of the Stockfile. Our mission is to, for all the members of the Stockfile, all of us collectively within five years to own 250 million rand, which is about 17 US dollars worth of uh, property 
in the next five years. So by 2025, we aim to have that. And if you are struggling to get into property or you just want other investment solutions or you feel a little risk averse about doing property on your own, a Stockfell is a great way to get started. So go on to Stockfella, check us out on the Stockfella app, register on Stockfella, check us, up, check us out on the Stockfella app and go uh, sign up for Wealthy One's Property Stockfell. We can't wait to have you in the Stockfell. Yay, we are at the Magical Feedback. Yeah. Mm, do you want me to go first? Of course, you always go first. <laughs> this is so unfair, guys. You have no idea. I have two pages full of nuggets. All right, let's start with this one because I like it very much. So Ngateko spoke about um, why she, she started with the rent-to-buy strategy. A buy and rent strategy, sorry. So she bought an apartment, then bought a three-bedroom house, and she started with that. Here's why she pivoted. She's had the same rental in both mm-hmm. of those two properties in 2020 because COVID, 2021 mm-hmm. because COVID. But look mm-hmm. at this. At the Airbnb apartment, she gets two to three times of the rental amount, of the monthly rental amount, because she keeps turning money because short-term rental works that way. The second thing is that the wear and tear at the, at the short-term rental apartment is easier to see because after every guest has left, there is mini maintenance happening. You don't see broken things after six months or after a year when a, a when a tenant moves away. The third reason why the Airbnb strategy works is that um, there's insurance on Airbnb. So mm-hmm. whenever a guest has broken something, Airbnb, you, you already have upfront paid for the insurance. Yeah. So it doesn't even feel like it's coming from your pocket in that way. You are yeah. insured. So for me, that makes sense when Airbnb is your strategy. If you take on the Airbnb strategy or the short-term rental, that's what you are looking at. And those are the advantages. Of course, it comes with, you need to be a hospitality-oriented person Mm -hmm. as well or find somebody to to host your apartment. But I really like that. If that's what your strategy is, these are the things that you get. Mm. What's your number one? Thank you like for that, that Mizo. That is so, so powerful. Yeah. Well, my number one is one that keeps coming up, which is the photographs on Airbnb. I right? know. Like just, <laughs> so, um, and I bring this up because on Stay Here, the guys, so Stay Here, Precious in episode 105 told us all about this on the podcast. She yeah. said we should all go to Netflix and watch Stay Here and Stay like here. a property magician. And we did. We went, Mizo and I have been watching Stay Here and going gaga about it because yeah. it's so good. But one of the things that I noticed, I don't know if you noticed, Mizo, they travel with the same photographer as they go from location to location. They do. And then they have a 
theme. They'll even say, this is the centerpiece of what we're photographing in this Airbnb. And then they have a theme for the, for the Airbnb. So the photographer then brings out that theme. So what I'm learning from this is guys just hire a proper, uh, a proper professional photographer. There's no point in skimping on photography. And I feel like hire someone who does Airbnb photography because clearly they travel with the same photographer because they understand when they say to him, this is what we want. They all work together as a team. That is so powerful. And what I've loved about that show, so separate thing on this, right, which has brought up the photographer, is the photographer is part of the team. They have a team. There's one person that does the marketing. There's one person that does the design. Then there's one person that does the entire um, uh, strategy of the photography and making sure that you bring out the best of the of the Airbnb. So we keep hearing design, so aesthetics, and we hear photography. So hire, so my takeaway is hire a professional photographer. If, if, Paying 2,000 rand for someone for two hours to come do photographs is going to end up making you 80,000 rand or 50,000 rand a month on an Airbnb. It's It's really worth it. It's worth the investment. Often we do this penny pinching, but for high end, uh, for things that are going to make us lots of money. So we deny ourselves spending a little bit even though what we spend is going to have like lots of um, returns on investment. So it is an investment. So hiring a photographer, a professional photographer, when, we do, when you do Airbnb is an investment. That's what I'm taking away. And also just randomly adding onto your team other people like your marketing people, um, as well. So I'm just thinking about just design and aesthetics design, right now. Aesthetics. So, no, absolutely. Uh, this is this is such a good nugget. I wouldn't have even put it that way. I love that takeaway. I really love that takeaway because I'm 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 just not a photographer, right? No, so leave it to I. other people. <laughs> just leave it to the people who need to do it. So yeah. here's the other one that I really, really, really like. It comes to whether you want to do something or you don't want to, whether you are setting your intention right or not. Mm. She started with, I'm going to do the Airbnb. And then she went straight to the landlord. There is some intentionality about that, right? So she, you, she, she wanted to negotiate with the landlord because she found that real estate agents, some of them who don't understand property yeah. investing, they are gatekeepers of things that they shouldn't be gatekeeping for. The landlord, is happy. <laughs> the landlord is happy to receive his rental. My rental yeah. is 9,000 per month. All I need is 9,000 per month. Please make sure that no one breaks my stuff. She found yeah. a landlord. She found a landlord who had finished the apartment already. She found a landlord who was willing to sign a subletting, um, mm. a subletting contract. So I think more than anything, she wanted this more than the stories that she hears from mm. other people. The people who say landlords will never allow you to do that. Mm. Right? And we are hearing mm. this, I think, for the third time on this very podcast because mm. Tandega in episode 89, it was the same thing. 
a landlord yeah. lives somewhere in the world, not in South Africa, and all he's interested in is his apartment is occupied, the rent is paid regularly. <laughs> Hello. Yes, exactly. That's it. So wow. I think I think more than anything about property investing, we stop ourselves by listening mm. to stories, but not by yes. investing in researching things ourselves. You basically make other people's story your story. Yeah. And you're walking around with other people's stories because your story could be so different. Yeah. That's and it. we do this all the time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's such a powerful takeaway. That is, so, I, I, I heard her so clearly. What's yeah. your number two then? Oh, my number two is location, location, location. Yeah. Right? Like Airbnb is like every other, is like literally every other real estate investment. It's all about location, location, location. Right? So she said, um, you want to also do your research. So she made sure that she bought in a place, uh, she was renting in a place that had 50% occupancy, where already yeah. she could see that when she looks at the Airbnb data, people in that place, in that location, are always renting out at 50% of the time. You know, yeah. they're renting out their Airbnbs and they occupied. So she has like 75 to 100% occupancy at her places. So looking at the location, taking time out to look, for the right location, understanding that market, which is really, really key. You know, like I think being around malls, obviously, if you think about your Airbnb case, this makes sense for me because of where I also make sure I get Airbnbs. I'm always right. looking, are there shopping malls nearby, are there restaurants? Because my nightmare is having to get a cab every time I want to go eat, every time I want to go do grocery shopping. Like right now, the Airbnb where I'm at right now in the Cape, guys, over the road is pick and pay, over the road is Postnet, it's DHL. I can't take a cab. I literally, when people take, uh, uh, take Uber, this is where they park. They park at in front of my gate to yeah. get to these places. So everything is there. I I'm at the mall. When I run out of milk, I'm like, oh, okay, just hop on over. It's a on ten, ten-minute excursion for me. Once yeah. one of my clients in the mastermind said to me, she was like, wait, you just said you went to the mall. You're right back. I was like, oh, guys, we're taking a one-hour break from this group session. Let me just go quickly to the mall to get something. And I was like, oh, I've already done everything. I've eaten. I've snacked. I've done everything. She was like, you just, I thought you went to the mall. I was like, yeah, it's like a five minute walk. This is what makes the Airbnb so attractive. And also if it's in a central area, it's easier to get Ubers. So the one so thing, if I'm far from oh, everything, I have to pay so much for Uber. Yeah. That's it. Mm. I, location, right? Location. location. I am so conflicted about these, but let's see. Okay, let's go to the Airbnb strategy also requires you to do things called little efforts mm. that are not just little, right? Look at this. She hides central to the people or central mm. to this strategy. She hired a professional cleaning company that yeah. comes with the handyman yeah. so that when there's a broken handle, 
handyman handles. When it when a tenant leaves yes. or a guest leaves, somebody cleans after them, changes the linen. Mm. She's in another province, that apartment is cleaned. Mm. But secondly, she's available on the chat, on the Airbnb chat with her guests, so that it doesn't feel so impersonal. And the reason why I don't like hotels is because they are impersonal. Who do I contact? I don't contact the group of hotels, whoever yeah. they are. I want to be speaking to a human being, not exactly. a bot. Yeah? Exactly. Not a bot. Security guard. She invests sure. in a relationship at the, with the security yeah. guard because this guy is not just the gatekeeper. They don't yeah. just keep you safe, but they are the people who actually co-host your yeah. little apartment. This for me was like, this is incredible. I really this like this strategy. Suddenly incredible. I'm sold. <laughs> Suddenly, Suddenly you can just, you can see how it's done. And the cleaning yeah. lady as well, having yeah. a good relationship with your cleaning lady is so key. Um, wow. It so is. what is my other takeaway? So I'm just trying to think for my takeaway, uh, my last takeaway, because I've got two, which one do I want to go with? <laughs> So I wanna, okay, let me talk about the one which is the homeowners association, right? Yeah. Which is understanding when you're buying in different markets, all yes. the other things that come with that. That it's not just yes, there are added costs like levies and etc. etc. But the other emotional stuff that comes with that, and the mm. other psychological stuff. So if you know you're not a person that can handle body corporates and homeowners associations, just know that like then maybe townhouses and complexes and apartment blocks are not for you to buy in, right? So just being aware of the other added things that go into property over and above the financials that I would call like emotional costs or psychological costs. It is an emotional cost. Yeah, it is an emotional cost. So Mm -hmm. as she's talking, as... um, and Katiako was talking, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I need to never just deal with this ever again. Because partly the body corporate is why I'm selling in one of the uh, one of the units that I'm Unit. selling, because yeah. it's just like, I don't want to, right? I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't want the drama of that. So if you are not that kind of animal, so to speak, quote unquote, that can do the politics of body corporates, homeowners associations, all that maybe don't go for uh, properties in apartment blocks uh, or in complexes. So that is my takeaway. That's such a good takeaway. You know me and homeowners (laughs) association. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. Yep. So let's move on to the next segment, guys. Can we do that? Now on to the journey to magical expansion where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Okay, guys, so it's Journey to Magical Expansion and Mizo is going to start us off. Well, these, these are the five same personal questions that we ask every guest in Gatego. So here's our first one. This is my favorite. Is there a that changed your investing life. It can be a property book, it can be a business book, or even a fable. Um, I've, I have a few books that I've read. Yeah. Uh, 
but which uh, one changed your life? <laughs> they all changed my life in different ways. Sure. So um, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and mm. that was, you know, I think that was the first introduction to property. Okay. Learning about property through Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I also um, say Richard Branson, um, mm-hmm. his book, Screw It, Let's Just Do It. I love okay. that book, yes. Oh my God. Yeah. No one has ever named this. Screw it, let's yeah. just do it. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even know he had a book. <laughs> he, he, he's got a couple of books. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. And there's another one by Susan Jeffers, Fill the Fear and Do It Anyway. So, yeah. yes. This is um, one statement that, you know, whenever I feel I'm unsure about something and you know, I discuss with my family and my mom will always say, feel the fear and just do it anyway. Mm. So those are the three books. Oh, and Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, so those are my top four books that I've read. And mm. I still refer to them from time to time. Okay. Mm. Nice. We good. Thank you for what? introducing us a new one yeah that the one by Richard Branson sounds just yeah. perfect mm-hmm. um what keeps you inspired um firstly it would be the support that I'm getting from my family you know when you venture into something new people don't always understand what you're doing you know mm. but having a listening ears when you start mumbling about properties, deals, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, calculations, uh, estate agent appointments, all those kind of things. And you come back and say, ah, it didn't go well, or you had that deal, but you lost it because of other things. Having people there to listen to you and offer support I mean my grandmother when I go visit her she'll always ask so how's the business you know she shows oh, interest so nice. in what I'm, yeah she shows interest in what I'm doing and I really appreciate that you know although she might not ask all the time but at the back of her head she knows that this child is doing one two three and mm. she wants to know how it's going I yeah, winner you up. You are led. So nice. You are so blessed. <laughs> My name means blessing. <laughs> yeah, yes. 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 Oh my God, that is so amazing. Yeah. What do you wish you had known, Katego, before embarking on the Airbnb or on the rent to buy? What do you think you would have done differently? I wish I had learned about all the different strategies and structures when I started initially. I know I, know, I, know I can't go back and change because I feel I could have been far on my journey now with property, mm. but it's not a train smash. Yeah. Um, I had it's to go time. through that process yeah, to get to where I am now. And mm. I appreciate every single setback, every single tear that I cried, disappointment that I felt. That's got yeah. me to where I am right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because at the bank, if they hadn't said no to you, you wouldn't have gotten to that webinar. Yes. You wouldn't have yes. asked the question, right? Yeah, I'd still be waiting patiently to pay off the bond, you know, so I can apply for the next one. 
Mm, I'm glad for the banks and their rejection. They really make all of us. They yes, make, you know, they've made all of us very creative, you know? Yes. So it was an eye-opener. And Which I guess, one? like they said, the biggest um, classroom is not one with four walls, but mm-hmm. the world. Mm. The world. Amen. Yes. So, Nkateko, what do you think you still need to learn in property? There is a lot that I still need to learn. Um, so this year I'm going to venture into student accommodation. That's what I need to learn. Mm. And uh, in the future, developments in commercial property. So, mm. so, so. Nice. Okay. I like that. I like that. And um, which property resource do you want to share with our listeners? What do you use? Books, podcasts, YouTube? Which one is your favorite that someone can go to? Um, I don't have specific. So what I'll do, I'll just Google on uh, whenever I feel like listening to something. But if I were Mm. to recommend a podcast, it will be mm-hmm. on pot being the mindset mentor. It's not mm-hmm. specifically about property, but it helps to shape your mindset the to mindset. get you yes. Because I think once we get our mindset right, once we have mastered that, I, we can tackle anything. Life is full of challenges, guys. We face them on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you if you don't have a strong mindset, it's easy to crumble and just give up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And for I that. also, I also listen to Brené Brown. I love mm. her, her yeah. talks. Love yes. her. Yeah, I love Brené Brown. So yeah. yeah. And there's a whole lot of pages on Facebook for property. There's a whole lot of groups that mm. are on property. You've got your seven. Mm. Uh, it, it, What's that other one? MT5 something? M5. Yeah. Yes, that one. Yes. We've had both of their both of their of their directors on this podcast as well. Absolutely amazing. And they do free webinars and they've got YouTubes. Yeah. Okay. So what was your intention with coming on this podcast? What would you like to get? So you can say anything. I want to collaborate. I want more money. I'm fundraising <laughs> or whatever. Give me more money. <laughs> <laughs> money, 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 money. Um, yeah. I would collaboration. Yes, I'm always looking for collaboration, uh, mm-hmm. people to work with. And mm-hmm. also just to bring awareness. I mean, um, like I said, there isn't a lot of hosts in South Africa. It, mm-hmm. I feel Airbnb especially, it's, um, uh, there's a lot of opportunities in it. And people need to start learning about it. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of us, when we're thinking property investment, you know, we're always thinking buy to lead and your multi-lead but now we know that there is another interesting strategy that pushes you to be more creative you know mm. Mm. yes nice. definitely yeah. 
We so like if that. people if people want to learn about Airbnb, they can send me a WhatsApp, send me an email. Um, I'm always willing to teach. I'm ready to teach people. I mean, mm. it's uh, it's up to us to change our financial situation. You know, like you say, uh, we learn. We went to school. Uh, there's a specific quote. Our parents programmed us the best way they know how. It's up to us to reprogram ourselves to mm. the best version of ourselves. Oh, that's a nice quote. I've that's never nice heard it quote. before. Um, yeah. So how do, um, how do people get hold of you? Someone's listening to this and is like, I really need this. Uh, I need really mentorship or guidance in Airbnb. How do they get hold of you? Um, my cell phone number is 082-306-4430. You can call, WhatsApp, send a text. And my email address is ngatimlambo at gmail.com. That's N-K-A-T-I-M-L-A-M-B-O at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Please you repeat your, fine, your phone number again. Sorry, I even missed it. 082. <laughs> 082-306-4430. Okay. Thank you very much, Ngateko. Ngateko, you've been such a blessing. And I really hope our listeners are going to learn a lot from you. And the, somebody, somebody listening wants to do exactly what you're doing. And they just require guidance and, and some encouragement. And yeah. we are signing out. This has been yeah. such a lovely one. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for having me. And yes, we must talk about Rwanda and Morocco. Please don't forget about me. No, we will not forget about you. Trust me, Morocco is top of my list. The Airbnbs there are a disaster. So (laughs) thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Thank you, Property Magicians. Thank you, Mizal. And of course, guys, if you're listening in, don't forget we are sponsored by the Wealthy Ones Property Stockfile. Go on Stockfella, join us at search for Wealthy Ones Property Stockfile. If you're listening to this right now, we've raised over a million rand in the Stockfile in the last six weeks. So in six weeks alone, we've raised over a million rand for the next deal. We are finalizing that deal. And by the time you guys listen to this, we'll be on to deal number three. So if you're listening to this, we are heading on to deal number three. Join us. It's going to be an equally awesome investment opportunity. Once more, thank you for tuning in. We hope to see you in the Wealthy One Stockfile. You can also just go to wealthy money, uh, wealthy-money.com forward slash stockfile to join and find out how you can join if you're international and living outside uh, some of the Southern African countries that Stockfella supports. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, 
contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Vangile Makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at miranda at wealthymoney.com if you want me to help you start your property journey. Thank you.